Hello, I'm Betty Fallon. I'm Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we watch every episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the classic 2003 live-action show, and talk about why it is that we love it so much. That's right, everybody. We're back. Yeah! Sailor Business is back. Uh, it's going to be me and Betty for this run of the show. For I'm not sure what to call it. And I wanted to talk to you about this, uh, Betty, because in my head, I've been calling it like Sailor Business Season 2. Yeah. That seems a little weird since Season 1 was seven years long. Yeah, this is more of like a chibi-sode. Well, I mean... Except no, it's not, except it's all 50 episodes of this television show. Yeah, um, I guess, I guess it's more just like, it's like another, it's like, what, one seventh? It's, it's another season of Sailor Moon. Two seasons of Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, a big chunk and it's, and this is the show. Yeah. Here, here's what I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have uh, guests every episode. Just because it's way easier to coordinate if it's only us, but we will see what happens as we go forward. For this one, it's just us. Maybe we can summon, like, you know, maybe a tokusatsu person who might want to jump in. And maybe there's people out there who also like tokusatsu and magical girls as much as we do. I, yeah. I like that you say summon a tokusatsu person. Like, I'm going to pull out my dagger that's also a flute. Yeah. And, and <laughs> play a song that mysteriously sounds like it's on a horn. <laughs> it's the magic of of special effects japanese television yeah so yeah let's get into that if you are a regular uh sailor business listener if you listen to the 200 episodes where uh jordan d white and i with with betty frequently i think you were on you ended up being on seven or eight of those episodes as a guest yeah that that was <laughs> that was a really fun uh <laughs> that was a really fun because I think it was, I was pretty much on like once or twice per year, depending on what year you, you had me on. So I feel like it's weird because if it feels, it feels like a big part of my podcasting, like, you know, growth, not that I was like even intending to be on a podcast originally, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> when uh, Jordan is not doing this season, we're, it's folks. It is an outcast situation where there is there's no heat, no beef. Don't worry. <laughs> Jordan couldn't be here for this season, but uh, when I was thinking about who I wanted to host it with, uh, Betty, you were my first and only choice. Oh, I'm really honored, Chris. It was actually really funny. I wanted to share with everyone who's listening. But when Chris had texted me asking if I wanted to do this podcast, I was like literally holding my my pgsm sailor moon bracelet in my hands and i was like holy shit it's a sign <laughs> it's weird uh there's a there's a part of this episode where uh for some reason sailor moon has my keychain what very odd yeah hmm. oh my gosh wow hmm, <laughs> my, my officially licensed sailor moon keychain that i have of course uh but yeah, like I'm very excited to have you. Uh, a because you're a big Sailor Moon fan, uh, as we've talked about on the show. And if people want to hear about your history with and your relationship with Sailor Moon, there's plenty of episodes that you can go back to on the previous version of the show. Uh, but you're also a you're a Tokusatsu fan as well. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I grew up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and that was such a big deal to me when I was in, I think, the third grade. But from there, like, you know, there'd be like shows every now and then that I would get into. I got into like Ultraman Tiga when I was in, I think, early high school. And I loved like Godzilla movies and Kaiju movies and all that. And I was aware of like Kamen Rider and a lot of those like, you know, like an Ultraman as like a, a franchise, like for most of my life, because I saw like a lot of Chinatown bootlegs. But it wasn't until like several years ago, per Chris Chris's suggestion I and recommendation, I watched Common Rider Forze and like that show kind of just opened up my world to like get into Common Rider. And so that's pretty much like where like my tokusatsu uh, history kind of evolved over time. But uh, but yeah, like I, I love the campness of it. I mean, I've always been a fan of like Batman 66, which I always felt was like an American tokusatsu. I mean, I guess a lot of the Batman movies are kind of tokusatsu. Do you think so, Chris? They're like in the sort of uh, Burton Schumacher vein. Yeah. Uh, like in aesthetics. Yes. In in attitude. No, no. (laughs) But I do think there is something to be said for like Batman 66 being weirdly foundational because it is like the history of tokusatsu goes through Western superheroes in a very weird way. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like you get Kamen Rider in 71 partially because Batman was such a huge hit and and people might not know this was a huge hit in japan specifically. Yeah. like there was a big as much as there was like batmania in america there was a huge wave of uh batman stuff uh surrounding the show in japan including uh jiro kawada doing uh the comics a ton of toys a ton of uh bootleg stuff and, and knockoffs happened as well and i think that kind of opens the door for what you get in this weird combination uh one one time caleb golner who's another uh guy who really loves tokusatsu stuff that we used to work with uh both of us when we were working at comics alliance he pointed out to me that the reason common rider rides a motorcycle is a because you can still see the costume and b because it's like a like a samurai on a horse and like i hadn't made that connection but when you combine like samurai films and Batman 66, you get Common Rider. Like, yeah, exactly, wow. That is the exact recipe. That is absolutely spot on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the vibe. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's I feel like Tokusatsu kind of has a like uh, there's a very camp aspect to it that I just love. It's like it's it's you get to see people doing kicks and then you get to see bright fun costumes it's great how about you chris what what's your history of tokusatsu well uh i was back in the day a huge huge power rangers fan uh i was what what is it 90 91 uh-huh. uh, when it starts so i was like eight or nine years old right in the uh i want to take karate lessons uh perfect age to be getting into power rangers yeah and like so many things I liked when I was uh, a child, i.e. Sailor Moon and Batman, uh, that never really went away. Uh, I kind of like faded 
out of it just because I think it is inevitable that you kind of age out of programming for children when you get to a certain age. Like uh, it's, it's always cyclical of like, there's so much stuff that I liked when I was 10 and kind of thought was dumb when I was 16. And like in my mid twenties came back to him was like, Oh, this rules. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Tokusatsu stuff was definitely one of them. Uh, Cause I watched, <laughs> I have this weird curse of completionism and I wanted to know if Power Rangers Mystic Force was any good, but I wanted to make sure I had all the necessary context, even though I knew that there was no necessary context. So I watched like, I spent a year watching like 850 episodes of Power Rangers. I watched it all. Wow. Like, like cause it was all on Netflix. And that got me into like the, the Super Sentai stuff, which uh, Shout Factory has done a bunch of DVD releases of uh, Super Sentai series. Uh, I also watched more current super sentai series through reasons through, <laughs> through methods uh and that is what got me into like like you said common writer forze which was both a a blessing and a curse uh because on the blessing side it is no competition the single best superhero story of the 21st century so far Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Chris and I love Common Rider Forza, everyone. <laughs> and like, it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite TV series of all time, I think. It's yeah. so, it's so good. It is like, I could not love it more. It's like a perfect superhero show for me. Like it has everything I love about superheroes, uh, including like, th- there is don't want to spoil it but you'll know this if you've ever watched any tokusatsu or anime there is an episode where everybody comes back and i'm like hell yes but the the curse part of that is it is the best one and so getting into others after it was kind of an inevitable letdown uh double which is is actually spelled uh common writer w but it's pronounced common writer double that one's really good and drive was was a uh, pretty solid but none of them unfortunately like came close to being as good as forza yeah i i felt that way too i i do kind of want to give like now that more and more of it is becoming legal f- officially through the toei y- youtube and all that but um i i like want to give more of the other common writers like a fair chance but forza is so good but Chris, I do think that you should give Build a try. I I really liked Build. It's just it's it, I feel like it it's the closest to coming to how I felt about Forze, like in terms of like, oh, look at these scamps, you know? <laughs> look at these scamps doing kicks. Look at these kids with their moon base. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, we should maybe we should do like uh, like a, a special little Forze episode because Forze, I mean, I think the reason why I like Forze so much is that he is kind of an Usagi type. Yes. Gen is very much an Usagi type in that, like, I mean, there is a, there, there's a crossover movie with uh Gokaiger, which is the, uh, the pirate themed uh, super Sentai show that is also extremely good. Uh, Cause it was like the 35th anniversary one. And so it was a big celebration of the entire franchise and God, not to sound like this guy, but it was butchered <laughs> when it was adapted to power Rangers. It was so bad. I was not even, not even like mad 
just like it's it's crushingly disappointed uh which was a real bummer but uh there is literally a part <laughs> where gens like uh captain marvelous which is the actual character name of the the red ranger in gokaiger because he is a pirate and he is marvelous uh he says i've come for your ultimate power and gen says well my ultimate power is friendship so if you want to be friends you've got it <laughs> and that rules and he's very much an Usagi type. I think. I think you are. De- I mean, also he goes like their base is on the moon. It's, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. The, the rabbit hatch on the moon, bunny of the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's a, maybe I just like stuff about moons. Yeah, you know what? Maybe Chris- I'm gonna want to do a podcast about Moon Knight when it comes out. And then you can do one about like uh, that Moonlight Night. Wait, no, Moon Knight, the the Japanese character that that looks like moonlight night but not moonlight night it's oh, like oh man yeah he just looks like he kind of looks like moon knight but he's like you know 70s um shonen anime style he's cool uh that sounds great that sounds fantastic we should read your star chart sometime because maybe your moon sign is is ruling your your emotions and your creative endeavors i believe I'm a, I believe I'm a Scorpio moon. Oh, passion. Yeah, which uh, I'm a Leo sun, obviously. 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 Uh, But I believe, uh, because you know my wife, AC, uh, who has also been a guest on Sailor Business frequently. She she has done my chart, don't you worry. Of course, of course she did. Uh, So I believe I am a a Leo sun moon. Maybe I'm a Taurus Moon Scorpio Rising. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Well, you're gonna have to double check with <laughs> with your star chart and get back to me because I'm, I I'm 14 years old and my blood type is O. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I've been really excited because I I did start watching maybe like honestly around the same time we started doing Sailor Business was when I was really getting into Tokusatsu. Uh, I always made the joke that like. In like 2012, the DC universe got really, really bad, and so all the energy that I had spent uh, knowing things about DC comics, I could invest elsewhere. So now I know about Transformers and Tokusatsu. <laughs> Hell yeah! I feel like a lot of us kind of went through that transition where we were like, "Oh, we're, we have like <laughs> we have like DC Marvel like fatigue," and then we just started turning to like oh what's going on in anime and what's going on in you know and in super sentai and it's like oh cool other stuff that we can look at yeah and yet and yet i still know about lois lane's boyfriend jonathan carroll of course you do who they announced as being a very big deal because he was lois lane's new boyfriend jonathan (laughs) carroll jonathan carroll What, what have i been doing with my life petty oh I mean, look, <laughs> I I was literally just thinking today, um, what did I actually ever, like, what did I actually retain from college? And then I was like, I I can't think of anything besides, like, my Japanese classes. And that wasn't even my major. The friends you made along the way? Yeah, I mean, the friends I made along the way and, and you know, fighting evil. <laughs> winning love <laughs> right at various times of day yeah <laughs> uh, i was hanging out with some people this weekend and uh it was a a new friend uh who was like oh i thought you guys all met in college 
And it was me and Matt Wilson, who's my co-host on another podcast, War Rocket Ajax. And then uh, our buddy, Chris Rowling, who's 30, who is, who is nine years younger than us. And we were like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Matt was like, sure did. I am 30 years old. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it feel like the internet that we all met on, it was kind of a high school or kind of a college? I do feel like there have been so many different internets. And, like, the internet that we met on is different from the internet that my wife and I met on, which is very different from the internet we have now. I know. Didn't, when we met on Twitter, didn't it feel like there was only, like, 300 people? Yeah. Like, it just felt like there was, like, 300 people, maybe a 1,000. But I, I know that's not factual, but that's how small, like, my Twitter reach felt like in terms of like people that I was aware of at the time on Twitter, I felt like I would see like, Oh, these people are friends with each other. I like, and they talk about funny stuff about comics and, but it felt like maybe, you know, like it didn't feel like as big and exposed as it feels now. Yeah. It's like, it has certainly um, changed and ruined things. This this internet of ours. (laughs) a lot of my friends that I've had for coming up on Jesus Christ, 20 years now, like I made in the, the comics blogging community with like a pretty small circle of friends uh, that we would all, you know, talk about comics and, and talk about each other's blogs and what like weird back issues we were reading and, and the stuff that was in shops that week. But yeah, like it is, it's, it's a very different one. Perhaps 20, 2011's Kamen Rider Forze, is is he still relevant to this modern world? I think so. Yeah. Wow. That's really weird to think about. <laughs> that was, it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But when I was getting into all this, I did get really excited to learn that there was a Sailor Moon show. Uh, because it's it it never made it to america uh it's i i don't want to say obscure because it's a piece of sailor moon media but it really only ran for a single year and it being a uh japanese tokusatsu show uh that single year is 50 episodes so there's a lot of it but in a relatively short time and it didn't like spawn a franchise in the way that uh, Common Writer or the Super Sentai did. So I had never really heard of it or seen it. And I started watching it and then kind of like didn't have time. I stopped uh, going to the gym where I would uh, just get on the elliptical machine for an hour and watch Tokusatsu shows uh, and cry in public <laughs> watching the last episode of Common Writer Forza. But yeah, like it, it, it's something that was very unfamiliar to me that felt like a lost piece of this thing that I otherwise, if not like was very familiar with, obviously if you've listened to the show, at least like I considered to be something that I, that was, you know, a big part of my life. So I did get really excited and I'm very, very excited to have an excuse to watch and talk about the whole thing now. Yeah, no, I feel exactly the same way because I, so I remember, so like, you know, my history, Sailor Moon, I have already discussed that on the other podcast, but like when it comes to 
PGSM, I remember hearing about it from other Sailor Moon fans who were like, oh, have you seen the weird live action Japanese Sailor Moon? This is like back in like early college. And, you know, through those file sharing programs at school, um, I downloaded a couple episodes of, of the show. And I remember like watching the first like couple episodes. And then I was like, man, this is like corny. And (laughs) I, I, I just kind of like, uh, I was like, Oh, it's only, it's also only 49 episodes. Like it's not even the whole show that they're redoing. And I think I just kind of, um, abandoned it, but I don't think my brain was large enough to, to be fully appreciative of the the pure (laughs) camp and, and magic of the show. It's, this this show is pretty much like what exactly what the person I am now has always wanted. Like when people are like, Oh, I want a live action Sailor Moon. I'm like, you, you have it. It's right here. And it's cool. You had to wait until you got galaxy brain. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like, I, I just think about the, my, like, my my yearn for trying to be more refined <laughs> you know when i was like a freshman in college and then now i'm just like no i just want like stuff like this i just want like fun fun sailor moon with a, a cgi luna <laughs> yeah oh but sometimes or sometimes a puppet <laughs> i think there is as you get older like in this i think comes back around to the idea of like you know a thing i liked when i was 10 and kind of hated when i was 20 and loved when i was 30 there is a sincerity and earnestness that tokusatsu stuff has in abundance that american superhero comics which i do love kind of lost and you you see that in a lot of like other stuff that i like 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 shonen anime you see it a lot in in tokusatsu you see it in all iterations of sailor moon and so I think that is a thing that we crave in media. Just if not, you know, people just being nice to each other, someone who is like, like Gen is morally uncompromised. You know, yeah. Usagi is morally uncompromised. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I think you get, you get actually nice characters without like, and you get a bunch of nice different characters. You know, like that's something that you, I mean, if you think about most shows, like the driving force is like drama or conflict. So you're going to need something regular that's causing that. But with Sailor Moon, it's like, there's always a designated bad guy. So you don't have to worry about any of the, any of the scouts turning evil. Oh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But but yeah, like I think it like weirdly it it has that in common with uh, what I like about Star Trek, mm. which is that Star Trek, like even at its darkest, is like a fundamentally hopeful show. Yeah, because it's you know, it, it's about a a post scarcity uh, socialist utopia where <laughs> where we have solved all of our problems and are now going around the universe solving other people's problems for them. You know, completely normal stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's very positive. I like that. Yeah, but I think we've kind of we've we've established our cred. I think 
Uh, so if you are ready, uh, Betty, we can go ahead and get into the actual episode because uh, we, we are watching the very first episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Right, our episode today is Act One. I am Sailor Moon. It was written by Yasuko Kobayashi. Uh, it was directed by Ryuta Tasaki. Uh, it originally aired on October fourth, two thousand three, and it, of course, uh, stars uh, Miyu Sawai as our heroine Usagi's Kino, Sailor Moon. She is not the first senshi we see. <laughs> Uh, that is that is uh, Ayaka Komatsu as uh, Sailor V, who appears in the opening, and who who also has a more subtle appearance later in the episode that will soon be a very not subtle appearance as the show goes on. <laughs> I love that this show starts off with Sailor V stopping a bank robbery from committed by tuxedo mask no not okay. sorry not a bank robbery a jewelry store robbery i loved this because the idea of tuxedo mask as a gentleman thief who is robbing jewelry stores because he is looking for the the silver crystal is actually genuinely compelling <laughs> like it's it's so much better than uh, just a guy casually walking down the street being an asshole. But yeah, like I really realizing that that's what was happening. I'm like, yes, I'm kind of all in on this tuxedo mask in a way that I was never all in on uh, anime tuxedo mask. As soon as he dropped jewels, I was like, oh, this is now this is a guy that Chris is going to get into. <laughs> Listen, I love a I love a phantom thief. What can I say? I mean, I like that it's just he's just grabbing jewels by us by the satchel. Tuxedo mask, run the jewels. Hell yeah! Can we get can we get a maybe that should be the theme song for this? I was going to use. Oh, my other option for what to call it. Uh, was uh, Sailor Business Diamonds. Oh, hell yeah. Hmm. I, did, I did like uh, Sailor Diamond. The theme song for this show slaps. <laughs> uh, but yes, we see uh, Sailor V. We see Sailor V foil a jewelry heist by Tuxedo Mask and then do like a weird like midair like, like samurai like duel with him. Yeah, it. I was like, I I knew that they were gonna get into a scuffle, but I was like, wow, they're doing it right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, she also um she also does the ninja run. Yeah, uh, I was like, I was like, oh my god, they're doing they're doing anime runs right now. And the thing that <laughs> did you notice that when Tuxedo Mask runs away, she just runs after him. Uh huh. Does she catch him? No, as we will learn <laughs> on a news broadcast, the most efficient way to uh, convey plot information. Uh, but yeah, like, I was uh, I was playing um, 
Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity the other day, and I was been playing a lot as Impa. Okay. Who is a elf ninja. And she does two things. She does the the ninja run, the Naruto run, uh, and she does the hand things that Ray occasionally did in the in the Sailor Moon anime. Oh yeah, the to do the fire thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we've all had our fun. As a culture, we should stop pretending that's not cool as shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Literally, actually, the other day I was, I think I saw something with uh, some Boruto merch and I thought to myself, if someone asked me to do a Naruto run, do I think I could confidently do it? Because I've never tried, but I feel like, I feel like I deserve to try. I think you should. Maybe I'll, I'll report back to you, but maybe that'll be my exposure exercise. Listen, now's the best time to do it. Uh, both both of us are now Northerners. Uh, I am, am in Minneapolis now, having moved this past summer. Uh, you are in the the Northeast, so it's gonna probably gonna be some snow around here at some point. Oh, so next yeah. time it snows, everybody's indoors. You're out there doing some jutsus. Oh my god, it will look so cool in the snow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll practice then. But I'd be scared of like tripping and eating shit, you know? Like I don't I don't I don't want to I'll, I'll have nothing to brace myself if I have my arms back here and I'm running. That's true. It it might be too powerful a run. Do you think that they have to like work up to it to feeling like their balance can support the ninja run? You know, um I've decided Biscuit my dog really likes anime. Okay. Uh, so I put on anime for her when we leave so that, you know, it's not silent in the house. Cause she's got a little bit of anxiety. Uh, she's oh. a good dog. Uh, she's got a little bit of anxiety. Uh, and so I want to put on something that like, maybe I don't necessarily want to watch. Uh, and sometimes I put on like uh, wrestling shows cause those are like three hours long. And so <laughs> if, you know, if it, if it plays two of them, we'll be back. Uh, but I decided she likes anime and I decided she really likes anime. So, uh, Biscuit, not me, Biscuit has watched all of Inuyasha. Uh, <laughs> Biscuit did have to stop watching, uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because, uh, I put it on and then came out of the office like a half hour later and someone was talking about how they were a vampire that could shoot blood out of their eyes and stab you with I st- the stingy eyes is what he called it. And I was like, okay, I actually do want to watch this now, but I did put on Naruto for biscuit, which means I have seen maybe like five to 10 minutes of every fifth episode of Naruto. And I know that they are in ninja school for a really long time. And I have to assume that a lot of that is learning how to do the r- most aerodynamic version of the run. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, they. I mean, that, that's what ninjutsu is. It's just running. Yeah, I believe. I believe it was explained by Master Splinter as the ancient art of running. Yeah, <laughs> that's why those turtles are always running. <laughs> I'll, Betty, I will make you a legitimate deal right now. If you practice Naruto running, I will practice the hand thing. Wait, but the hand thing is easier. <laughs> no. It is absolutely not easier. Do you think that the hand thing is like voguing? 
No, you have to do like the hand thing. Like you have to do it really fast and do the like zaizetsu. Okay. Okay. So you will practice it until you get so good that fire will shoot out of your fingers. Right. I will. uh, I will do it, and then someone will try to hit me, and there will be a puff of smoke, and then a log will be there, and that person will look like a fool. I love to just appear as a log to make someone else look like a fool. I generally appear not unlike a log. But it's time I use that for for my to, to my advantage, I think. Yeah, you gotta whip it out. I like the idea of <laughs> ninjas is just so funny, and I like that Sailor Moon is tapping into that. Yeah. So after we see uh, Sailor V chase off Tuxedo Mask, uh, we get that theme song that slaps. That theme song. Okay, so. This is why I can tell this show is going to be my favorite iteration of Sailor Moon is that starts off with Tuxedo Mask dropping jewels. And then the theme song starts off with jewelry. It's, it's all about jewelry. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is exactly the shit I want. I want to be shown even more Sailor Moon merch that I want to buy because that you know i mean you you've heard my plight on the other show but like i every time i watch sailor moon i'm like i want that i want that thing and you know now that there's so much sailor moon merch it exists yeah i think the magic of tokusatsu is someone figured out if you make all the stuff on the show look like a kind of shitty plastic toy then when you make the toy it will look accurate and I think we're going to see examples of that coming through pretty hard in uh, Pretty Guardian here. So I should know, when when I mentioned that I had the PGSM bracelet earlier, I bought that bracelet. I have a couple different versions of that bracelet, but I bought that bracelet, but I haven't even seen this whole show like at all. So that's how neat these items are. I was like, well, I, I got to own that. Looks cool. That's cool as shit. I want, I want a magical bracelet. I love magical everything. Like, I just want magical items. I think... I mean, I would also like magical items. You own some magical items. Do, do I? Probably. Do, do, you own, do, I? do you own a moon stick? Okay, I do own a moon stick, yes. You own a moon stick. Yeah, that's like the one of the most magical ones. Well... It, it's it's the least magical one in the lineup of there. sticks used by Sailor Moon. <laughs> it's the beginner stick, but that that counts as a magical item. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You must have an orb. Do you have an orb in your house? What, like a like a queen barrel orb? Yeah, or or some kind of crystal that you could do queen barrel orb cradling. Uh, I do not but as previously mentioned my wife did my star chart so i believe that if i needed to get a crystal i could probably find one you could probably here. you would probably hit her up for for a crystal yeah i'd be like babe do you have any good orbs you're like babe do you have the phantom silver crystal <laughs> and the and then she would turn her head all the way around and be like why do you ask <laughs> and then her 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 eyes get really shadowed and then it slowly zooms in, and she's like, after all this time, he finally su- suspects. <laughs> I don't know. I, listen, I am a bit of a crybaby, and I am a klutz. That's legit. So, And I'm pretty sure that when AC like, hit you up, she was like, hey, meatball head, 
<laughs> you know what? That's exactly what it was. <laughs> so she, she was she. That's what she said to me at our wedding, actually. Oh, and your vows? Yeah, she uh, crumpled them up and threw them over her shoulder and said, uh, "Study harder, meatball head." <laughs> Uh, so yeah, after the uh, opening sequence, which I do love, we we do in the opening sequence we get a look at uh, all of all five of our senshi that we'll be seeing, and I do love how this opening sequence is—it's not like a shot-for-shot recreation of the animated opening sequence, but it is like a spiritual recreation of the animated opening. Yeah, it's it's very much like oh, here's each girl, and here's it. Actually, you know, we've talked about I'm. I'm sure we've talked about that um, that failed uh, Saban Sailor Moon like absolutely yeah the live so for PGSM the intro actually kind of felt like somewhere between <laughs> Saban Moon and Classic Sailor Moon where and and like in the best possible way where it was just kind of like oh we'll just have to show each girl and what they're all about and who they turn into and I was like. Wow, this is actually this works. It looks great. I genuinely wish we had Saban Moon for many reasons, but like I would love to compare and contrast it to this. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I I I mean, I I wanted to do that with, you know, Common Rider, our Masked Rider and Common Rider Black RX. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do that with Saban Moon. Like Saban Moon is that's like a curio that I always think about in terms of like the Sailor Moon fandom. And I think that's why I was really excited to like dive into this show, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to guess that this show is better than we got, we got the good end. We, we, in this one instance, we landed in the good universe. (laughs) Can you imagine Haim Saban trying to, like create a show about five girls five like and 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 make them like you know quote unquote diverse for 90s standards well betty that's silly you can't have all five girls wear pink no (laughs) no one would be able to tell them apart yeah i don't know i i I just like i i definitely i think you're right we definitely got the better deal uh later on also like because i think it's like a difference of like 10 years at least um with saban moon had happened yeah it would have been i don't think it would have been 10 years but it would have been like five or six yeah because it would have been when sailor moon like before sailor moon was coming to america so maybe 94 that they were pitching saban moon around oh yeah you're right yeah because that's why we end up getting regular sailor moon yeah because they're like what the hell is this we get our classic character introduction we we get usagi skino who is oversleeping while listening to c'est la vie a song by her favorite uh pop idol minako aino uh, on repeat for a significant amount of time i love i love the pun <laughs> i love i love the pun of having of uh minako singing a song c'est la vie over and over again and when I first heard the song coming out, I didn't expect to hear, you know, French. So I was like, is she just listening to some song where she is just saying Sailor V, Sailor V over and over again? And I was like, oh, no, it's like Sailor V. But I knew what they were doing. 
Yeah. Um, weirdly enough, it wasn't me that started doing this, but my co-host on the Apocryphals podcast, Benito, started saying Sailor V instead of Sailor V. <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, man, like, you know, uh, it's going to take me a little extra time to edit this episode. And he'd be like, eh, well, Sailor V. <laughs> And if you want to spice up your life a little bit in a way that'll just make you happy, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. It's very good. I am absolutely going to do that. <laughs> so uh, this is this is Usagi. Uh, like I said, this is me, Usoi. I want you to picture that uh, screenshot from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine of Stephanie Beatrice holding the puppy, uh, except it's me holding this usagi and saying i've only known this usagi for one episode and if anything happened to her i would kill everyone in this room and then myself <laughs> she is so sweet i love i, I love all adorable. the here, but she's so cute i love her so actually so when when i was like uh, when when it got to this scene i was like oh i actually don't know anything about any of these actors like i was wondering if they were maybe in other tokusatsu stuff and i looked her up and then i looked at the rest of the cast and i was realizing that all of like majority of the cast of the show um all the sailor scouts and the villains almost all of them are the same age as me and so i realized that they made this show when they were teenagers like because it came out when i was in high school so they were living like i like i know i was nowhere in japan and i'm not japanese and i would have had a chance i'm not an actress but in a way like whenever you find out that someone's the same age as you even if you don't have the same set of circumstances as you as as they do you're like oh that could have been me you could have been ray I could have been right. I mean, I guess I was just like LARPing as Ray this whole time then. You were preparing for the role. Yeah. So <laughs> Chingo, uh, Sagi's little brother, uh, wakes her up by picking up her alarm clock and like throwing it under the covers so that she can see she has overslept by a by like an hour. And then she pops out of bed. We don't get we don't get toast, which is a tragedy. She eats like it looks like a roll of bread or something though. It's like mm -hmm. it's a little like baguette or something. Yeah, but I the, always toast. Always toast with an eggy or with 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 an eggy on top, you know? Did you did you have an notice uh her house number by the way? It's like no. house number. What is it? 420 blaze it. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Actually That's right. Moon Princess 420 is back. Well, that must explain why her mom is so cool and hip. Uh, yeah. Okay, I love this Akuko. First of all, I, I do want to say, one of the things about the show, if you're not watching along with us, and if you want to watch along with us, it's not difficult. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that. Yeah. You can also get a region-free DVD player and a Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon DVD set. Yeah. Like, or, or, like, find a bootleg and and then find a region because usually you have to like like you i remember i used to try to find bootlegs of sailor moon at in chinatown and then i would try to play them on a playstation and they wouldn't work oh yeah you had to i i had to get that mod chip and then put like roll up a little piece of paper and put it in there to prop the the lid open <laughs> while it held down the little button that just said the lid was closed so can, i could do a hot swap 
kids, this is what we had to do before we had the internet, as you know it today, where you can just find anything. You children today don't know what it's like to not be able to just type the words of the, the title of a thing you want and go get it. That's, I mean, if I, if I had the internet as I had it now, I think I would have watched a show sooner for sure. Oh yeah. 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 But uh, the thing I should note, if you don't know, uh, is that Miyusawai, uh, Usagi, and uh, later as we'll see, uh, Ami and uh, Minako, uh, their their hair and their civilian identities is not the bright, vivid colors of their hair in their Sailor Senshi identities. Usagi has dark hair. She does wear the Odangos, and I think it's very funny that uh as soon as she runs out of bed the first thing she is freaking out about is her hair because it is down and she has not put it in her odongos yet i think that's adorable uh but yeah so there's there's a slightly more plausible secret identity going on here which i appreciate uh but as you mentioned we do see uh ikuko who i love because she's like a grown-up usagi yeah she like at first i was like oh did they like that must be her mom but it's more of an older sister vibe and i love her yeah because a thing that you know we've always talked about and always wondered like is usagi kenji and akuko's kid or not or is she the reincarnated moon or is she queen serenity's kid and i think the answer that we get here is kind of both yeah i i really love i really love her mom because they they both (laughs) they both kind of mirror each other's uh reactions like they react the same way to the sailor v news and uh they're both just kind of similarly mystified and (laughs) she goes like hey (laughs) and that's all it takes to like snap usagi out of it yeah so they're watching a news report about how someone actually saw sailor v in action foiling this uh, heist. We find out that Sailor V sites have started springing up on the internet. So you know, uh, shit's getting real. It's all those sites. I I also, now that we're talking about Sailor V, I just wanted to mention, I loved the Minako Aino posters in Usagi's room. Did you notice them? Oh yeah, the, with the cowboy hat? Yeah, it's like she was on the cowboy agenda way before any of us this past couple of years, you know? Yeah, uh, Minako Aino's hit, Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, it's like Minako the Aino. Oh, she, that's great. <laughs> we should make shirts. She's got her tiara on her head doing scout shit. Yes! <laughs> I'll, I'll work out that one. Let's see if I can get a a better one than that. Uh, Usagi runs to school, and oh, wouldn't you know it, how many times has this happened to us? You're late, you're you're just trying to get somewhere, and wouldn't you know it, all of a sudden a cat puppet falls out of the sky and attaches itself to your face. I mean... (laughs) Like an alien from the movie Alien. (laughs) I mean that's that's just the old wives tale if you're late to school that's gonna happen to you yeah, at they, this point they, they always say that yeah they're like don't don't be late or else so it is clearly a stuffed animal and usagi treats it as a stuffed animal she also cannot get it off of her face she like spins in circles with this <laughs> thing like taped to her face for a second 
Uh, and then uh, she says it's weird looking. And of course, like you probably know what this little cat puppet stuff animal looks like. It's a it's purple. It is purple. It is purple as the day is long. Uh, and it is it has a little crescent moon on its forehead. This is Luna. And as Usagi runs away, this little cat becomes a little CGI cat that gets up. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's Usagi. You wait, are you telling me are you telling me that it was CGI? Uh I I they did I think they did a lot of mocap with an actual talking cat. They had like a little talking cat that had a uh, uh, you know, like all the ping pong balls. Oh, uh, I see. It wasn't yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch wearing all the ping pong balls. <laughs> doing his, doing his smog. <laughs> yeah, this Luna is so funny because I think that that's the point at which when I watched this the first time around, um, I remember the Luna part happening and and like I was like, oh, okay, so it's going to be a stuffed animal the whole time, and then the CGI part happened, and I was like, oh. Okay, sure. And then I was like, well, let's go and see what the rest of this is about, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's there's really two kinds of people. And there are people who see this Luna puppet that is sometimes CGI, but is, as the show goes on, you're going to see where the budgetary concerns come in. And it is a puppet most of the time. Uh, until it's suddenly not, <laughs> by the way. Okay, I'm I'm bracing myself. I do you, do you know about no? I, know, okay. I I don't know anything. I because I okay. So I honestly assumed that this was going to try to be a one for one of the first season. Oh, it's definitely not. There okay. are significant differences. I'm excited to to see. To, I'm excited to spot the differences. Yeah, you're gonna have an easy time with this one when we get there. <laughs> It's, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna have a hard time uh, trying to tell apart the puppet Luna from the CGI Luna. Yeah, from the live action one, which is in there. Like the close-ups of her talking. Obviously, that's the live action. Luna. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's the real talking cat that they had. <laughs> but yeah, uh, she uh, leaves this cat on the on the thing and runs away. We get uh, an appearance from another uh, fa- favorite minor character, who is uh, Miss Patricia Haruna. <laughs> Uh, who is smooching Usagi's adorable face? Yeah, you know. Okay, so the other thing, the other old wives' tale that ha- that they always warn you about about being late is that your teacher will smoosh your face mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a punishment. And she not only smooshes her face; she also makes her uh, clean up after school all by herself. Uh, according to Miss Haruna, Usagi has been late three times this week. We do not know what day it is. In my head, it is obviously Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Usagi's cleaning up, Naru comes in. Na- this Naru, I don't know what it is about her. She looks devious. Is it because she doesn't have an accent that you can determine? Maybe. It's like something in her- She has a kind of sinister smile, I think. When she looks at Usagi. I mean, maybe the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this episode, maybe not one for one, but definitely a remake of the first episode of Sailor Moon. Slash the first uh, story in the manga. But yeah, we'll get there. Naru's like, hey, why don't I cheer you up? I, I hung out after school so that I could help out with you cleaning. And then we'll bail out and go to Crown. Uh, the game center, except it's karaoke in this. 
Yeah, they they rent a little karaoke room and they sing Sailor V. Uh, well, sorry, not Sailor V songs. Minako Aino songs. Uh huh. I like that they sing the song and then they're just hanging out listening to Sailor V again. <laughs> well, you know when you have the downtime during karaoke, and if it's only you two, sometimes you just might you might just put on a song. <laughs> Who do you think should do a cover of Sailor V? Oh man. I would listen to, oh, I'm trying to think, like who, who, I guess Carly Rae Jepsen, I could see her doing that bingo, it. Bingo, that is my exact suggestion. Hell yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like she could, she could totally bring it to life. Uh, alternately, springboarding off what you said earlier, I would listen to a Megan Thee Stallion. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know, I bet she would totally do a PGSM rap because she's, she's a big anime fan. Listen, open invitation for Megan the Stallion to come on the show. Please. Oh my god, I would just die. Oh my yeah. god. I just want to talk to her about anime and pop and Popeyes. Yeah. Uh she's got uh, the hottie sauce now, which you know, you know there had to be a discussion of whether they were going to call it thought sauce. <laughs> oh my gosh. Should there we just had to be and somebody had to shoot it down and said we cannot put that on the package thought sauce i love thought sauce so much oh my god yeah that was definitely the the first one because hottie sauce it's a little bit mouthy you know it's a little bit mealy to say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i like thought sauce i want a shirt that says thought sauce now uh i imagine without even looking you would not have a hard time finding one yeah you're right i don't want it anymore <laughs> you want to, you only want it if it's unique. Yeah, it's designer. I only want it if I if I I am the only one who has it, or if it was officially released by Popeyes. <laughs> These are the only conditions I wanted. Do you own any uh, official food branded items of clothing? Oh, let me think. I I did want like a McDonald. Oh, you know, I have a vintage McDonald's tote bag that looks like the French fries, like you know, little the little sleeve thing that french fries come in oh i have like gosh, a tote bag great. yeah but it's kind of small so it's more of a display piece mm. but i don't like i know like uh, like once every year a couple every other year or something they come out like you know kfc came out with their like weird designer clothes and they just had like a sweatshirt that just said fried chicken on it and i was like that's awesome but but it was also like $75 and I think it was already sold out by the time that I was aware of it. I think it said fried chicken USA actually, which is even better. But no, I don't I don't think I own any any official food merch besides the uh, besides the food that I eat. At the wrestling show that I went to last night, a guy came out and he is like he's the the bad guy in the uh local promotion, uh Darren Corbin. And uh, his shirt was just a black T-shirt that in in white letters just said antagonist. And I was like, I will pay $50 for that shirt, but I do not want to stand in line. So I am going to hit that one up online. And I, buddy, that's a great shirt. Oh, I love that. I mean, look, I, I walk around in a in a varsity jacket that says villain on the back of it. And it's like it's like my my character jacket. You know, it's like my my favorite jacket in the world. It's it, that's uh, that's the one your action figure has. 
Yeah, that's that's what I think. <laughs> that that would yeah. be my that would be my my uniform. My I wouldn't have to transform into that one, but it's kind of my it's kind of my sailor uniform. Do other people do that? Do they think about like you know like when you like? Do other people have like clothes they put on? I am thirty nine years old. Do they have clothes they put on? They're like, yeah, this is what this is like my cartoon outfit. This is what I would wear every day in the cartoon. Like this is yeah. what my action figure would I be. Mean- Look, Chris, you're talking to someone who wore a bow in her hair every day for like several years and just recently, uh, like relatively recently stopped. And like not like in an effort to try to see what my fashion is like if I if I actively think about it. And I love all my clothes, but all of them do feel like main character clothes. You do have a defined aesthetic i think even sans bow which i was always a big fan of the bow oh thank you Uh, but like wearing a bow all the time is a straight up cartoon thing it's a it's a minako thing and a uh blossom yeah yeah Uh, but i think like it worked for you because i think you're right like if uh like whenever i see your like uh outfit of the day selfies on uh instagram it's all you you are announcing that you are the main character of the day. <laughs> in in the positive way, not like the Twitter way. Right, right, right. In the, the you're the protagonist. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I uh, like I I always I mean, I feel like you also have like your your uniform, you know? Like you have your look. Do I? I feel like I feel I'm like I'm terrified to ask what it is. Well, I mean, I I mean, I'm imagining you as someone. Well, not especially now that you're up north. I imagine that you're going to dive into like jackets, and I think that you're excited to be in a place where you can wear jackets all the time. No, no, that is true. I I love layers. I look good in layers. Yeah, like I I imagine that you're going to have probably a closet full of statement jackets but you're not going to be like extra about it. But I'm like excited to see what these jackets, your, your hero jackets are. When, when I like, I love jackets. I think jackets like are such a, like finding out what everyone's favorite jacket they own. I feel like that's very character defining, but I feel like when, like, you know, when you go um, to a store, like you're thrifting or something and you see someone trying on a jacket and you can tell that they're very excited about that jacket. And you're like, that person just unlocked a new character. <laughs> like they unlocked a new look and that's their person that they're going to be now. You know, we've been having this conversation and I just now realized that I literally, my convention banner is me drawn in the style of like G.I. Joe packaging, wearing uh, a, a blue plaid shirt and black tie that I would always wear at conventions. Yeah. I always wore a shirt and tie at conventions because I was at work. Yeah, that, that was that was your look from when I first like met you like and as was like you know my look back then was the bow so I think that we're we're clearly evolving I mean you know we do different things with our hair you know it's true you know yeah I I always wonder if other people like I know not everyone thinks about their their like oh if someone were to make an action figure of me what would I be wearing but I'm constantly thinking about that (laughs) you do also have the kind of added thing of you have recognizably appeared in several comic books honestly so yeah 
I don't, well, like, so when that, ha- when that has happened, I mean, you have also appeared in comics. I've, well, I was a dead body in Batman. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing as being uh, in, in a crowd of attractive people by Badstar. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you got to be in, oh, actually, never mind. I'm, I'm actually in a Batman comic, too. Yeah. yeah. I was going to be like, oh, you got to be in a Batman comic. No, no brag. My old blog appeared in an issue of Captain America because I, uh, Steve Epting, used to shop at the store where I worked. And so, like, he needed, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to be watching something on the hel- monitors on the helicarrier. And he didn't feel like drawing the monitors. So he just, like, grabbed a screenshot of my blog and put them on there. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, very fun. But, like, look. I I love a signature look, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, character dressing for, like, tokusatsu and Super Sentai. And, like, Sailor Moon is a Sentai team, you know? I feel like if you became a Power Ranger, you would have no trouble having a variety of unified aesthetic outfits that were all green or whatever. Yeah. I think you could do it. Thank you. Uh, that that means a lot to me. <laughs> Tell you who else likes statement pieces. Who? Mayumi Osaka, Naru's mother. <laughs> Boom. That was an incredible segue out of that. Perfect. Uh, as Naru says, she's launching a new line of jewelry uh, tomorrow. And so she's going to get uh, Usagi in backstage to see the inner workings of this uh, fashion show that is uh, being set up. And so we get Usagi and Naru uh, gawking at models. Yeah, they're m- admiring how thin they are. These th- these thin children. These, I mean, look, Usagi, the, the, Us- Usagi is played by a model. Yeah, <laughs> like, Musawai is a is an, an a model. She's an idol. So it's it's another one of those weird things where they're like, "Wow, look how thin they are," and it's like you are you are the same. You are measurably the same and not only that too it's a jewelry fashion show you you probably don't need (laughs) like i look okay i've never gone to a jewelry fashion show so maybe maybe i'm just a little bit (laughs) out of touch of what type of models you need for that but it is really funny to have like the thinnest models for modeling jewelry you've got like the you have to think that you you don't want to make like long necklaces if they're you know just for the the display in case nobody wants them so you got the thinnest possible neck you you gotta get like as close to the display like bust (laughs) right exactly you just have to get mannequins but but not mannequins (laughs) i feel like a jewelry fashion is that even a thing because i feel like jewelry is pretty easy to display without models in fact easier (laughs) yeah because you could get like close to it yeah, and and you're not distracted by the fancy dresses. Well, uh, like I know, I know for a fact that there are. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there there is jewelry fashion shows, but uh, and this is you know ignorance on my part as a fashion person. But I don't. I've never gone to one, so I don't know how the collection is properly viewed. Is it, like I presume they do a runway show as they're doing in this sh- in in this episode, but. I would want to get him. I want to see the jewels. I've got to see the jewels. You know who else has to see the jewels? Who? That's right. Memory Chiba. Unnamed. But it's him. 
Uh, Usagi's backstage, and she, like, uh, grabbed the wedding dress off the rack and is, you know, holding it up in front of a mirror to see. And she's, like, having fun. But then she uh, turns around and runs right into a a handsome boy. And I I love this. A, because he doesn't look 45. Uh, B, because since he is the, the jewel heister, he has a reason to be here. Uh, and so their coincidental meeting isn't just him street harassing her. Yeah, he he. Well, also he's not just like <laughs> he's not just lingering and being like, "Wow, what what's this? What's this idiot teenager what, up to?" You know, a child. Yeah, he's he's just also he's doing the same thing that she's doing, pretty much like sneaking around backstage. The, just a couple of lurkers, these two. <laughs> that's now that's a meet cute. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't like stand around and to to be mean. He like leaves. Uh, he does, however, uh, come back after he finds out that uh, all the models have left, uh, presumably because that means he can uh, go and look for jewels uh this actor uh this is uh joji shibuya and he has no idea what to do with his hands did you know that he he appeared in common rider no he plays common rider ibuki in common rider hibiki huh all right yeah so that would have been in uh that would have been right after this right 2005 yeah, yeah, it was like two years after this came out. Huh. Yeah, I know. That was something I, I learned when I was looking up all their ages. Also, just a side note, he <laughs> this actor has modeled for something called Hot Dog Press. <laughs> is it is it like a panini press or I don't know what hot dog press is, but I I, I wrote that down and I was like, I need to tell Chris this. <laughs> Cause like you know like a like a like a griddle like cook a hot tip everybody cut the hot dog in half cook it on a griddle top that's how you do it that's the best way hot, cut the hot dog in half L- uh, lengthwise oh <laughs> yeah don't stand it up <laughs> just just like a cigarette <laughs> like yeah. a cigarette burner yeah cut cut it in half smoke it and that way you get the most flavor out of it the flavor that goes right into your lungs the, the uh, you're telling you're giving me tips on how to best make uh, a hot dog and bring out its natural flavors right natural flavors <laughs> Nat natural flavors okay great thanks you're welcome so he and usagi uh have kind of a, a weird little exchange uh where uh she goes oh you're mistaken i'm not a model and he goes, no one was thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, it's mean. It's also like funny. And also she is like, she's in a school uniform and is clearly like super awkward. So it's not like, it's definitely not as mean as calling her stupid on the street, I think. And also like, she's so short and the dress she's holding is way too tall for her so it's like yeah we know you're not a model <laughs> yeah, we get a full pan up from the floor where she's like you know all hunched like scrunched up and uh has her like 
knees bent in. It's it's a it's a funny little shot, and Usagi immediately gets furious and goes, "What's your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if your subs had this, but um, in mine, she called him an asshole. Yes. Cool. Hell yeah. That I can get down with an Usagi who just calls <laughs> calls her destined husband an asshole upon Hell meeting him. Asshole. Yeah. yeah. And she like shoves him and gets all sassy. And she like she like rushes up to get past him and just shoves him. Yeah, um, I love her. She's I want great. To protect her and make sure she grows up healthy. <laughs> do you do you feel like this Usagi perfectly encapsulates the Usagi that you've grown to love in the anime and manga? Or do you feel like each of these different Usagis are are like they 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 exist in different realms the way that like you know batman exists differently across the board uh <laughs> i definitely think like again i haven't i i know some of the stuff that's coming up but i haven't watched the entire series in this first episode i mean like she's she's a pretty great live action version of cartoonist yeah that's what uh, i was like, thinking too i i can I can see why she got the part because she has like a very expressive face. Like her reactions to things are all really good. Uh, And she's got like this, you know, I don't know how else to describe it. She does great uh, facial acting. She, Uh, all of her like body physicalities too, like her body acting feels very cartoonish and very much like classic Usagi. Yeah, and and she she plays awkward really well, I think. Yeah, like you know that she's a main character, but she's playing Usagi specifically really well. Yeah, so Memoru gets a little distracted by uh, the sight of some jewelry, and we find out that what he is looking for is the Phantom Silver Crystal, which, uh, not to be confused with the legendary Silver Crystal, in quotes, which is what they're looking for in the manga, uh, and the the Silver Crystal, I think, is what they call it in just in the anime also luna has luna shows up walking around in this uh theater where they're gonna have a fashion show with a laser target like she's scanning and her uh her little moon is glowing red oh yeah that's how she (laughs) yeah she has like uh she has like future robot vision yeah, I wish we could have seen like a perspective shot like from her POV and it had like all the like readouts like Terminator. <laughs> yeah, it scans like, over uh Mamoru and it's like asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Moon princess, asshole. Uh so yeah, there's gonna be uh some stuff going down. Something, says Luna, is here. Naru uh is uh you, you cannot okay. Please go to this scene and tell me Naru does not look a little bit terrifying and sinister in this. Are you just like freaked out by her by her braid of hair across her? <laughs> no, no, it's 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 she has she's she's very toothy. Oh, yeah. She's just very like smiley. But I mean, how could how could you not trust her when she's offering to get a cutlet sandwich? Look, that's true. That's true. It's, you know what? I take it back. You, you got me there. Ms. Mayumi Osaka, Naru's mom, has been pulling some uh, late nights. 
Uh, and then um, some of those little like uh, the little hands that they sell at like the children's museum <laughs> that you can like flick out and stick to a wall or whatever. Oh yeah, sticky things, hands. Yeah. yeah, sticky hands. Those things pop up. Three three big ones pop up and grab her, which is pretty weird looking. <laughs> It kind of looks like, um, did you ever watch the show Alex Mack on Nickelodeon with Larissa uh, Olenek? I did not. So like this girl gets, gets hit with this chemical and it makes her turn into a silver goo and she travels by being a puddle. And sometimes she'll like, and then she would have to morph back into herself and it'll just take human form. And then she would just be at, at a brief moment silver version of herself and then turn into her that goo the this hand goo reminded me of that type of goo from a different show is what i'm trying to say <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile at uh 420 blaze it uh Tsukino residence uh usagi lays down to go to sleep and then in a pure horror story moment notices that this toy that she left on a bridge uh, has suddenly appeared in her room uh, and has been watching her this whole time. Uh, and this this could this could become a very different show at this point, but it does not. Usagi uh, picks Luna up and Luna starts uh, talking to her. Luna becomes CGI and starts <laughs> talking to her. They do some amazing animation where Usagi like shoves Luna off the bed and it's just like they just click and drag luna.jpg off the bed uh it's very good uh and luna much like a biblical angel opens with be not afraid yeah i was like whoa this is a different vibe it it does i mean she did come from the sky she like i i was thinking it's like wouldn't it have been great if she appeared to a cuckoo and said hey your kid is actually the space messiah Oh my gosh. And that's why she's like chill with it. She's like, well, I just got to ride this out until she, she saves the world. She's like, when it's like, Hey, unto you, a child is born. Uh, and the cuckoo's like, you are 14 years late. <laughs> my dude. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Luna says that, you know, she is a, uh, a talking cat and, uh, that, uh, Usagi should not be afraid. But Luna's been looking for her because she thinks Usagi is a uh, sailor senshi. Uh, Usagi says, rad, I'm dreaming, and goes back to sleep. Big mood. I had that happen to me last night because I had a dream about a Barnes & Noble. <laughs> and I haven't been in a Barnes & Noble for so long. And I was like very aware that this must be a dream the whole time. And I was like, rad, okay, cool. Well, I'm in a Barnes & Noble, though. Rad, I'm dreaming. Were you like, oh man, now I get to see like what kind of books they got in dreams. <laughs> <laughs> it was all Death Note. It was weird. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Based on the Netflix original series. Yeah. <laughs> Photo cover. So yeah, Luna's literally being like, Usagi, fight evil with me. And Usagi's like, yeah, good night. <laughs> I love her. Love her. So Luna's like, fine. Uh, but she, instead of backflipping and uh, having any transformation items pop out of her butt, uh, the traditional uh, way of dispensing moon A magical items. items, yeah. Yeah. You got to do that backflip, pops right out of there. Uh, she 
uses the crescent moon on her forehead again as this time as a star trek transporter and uh beams a cell phone onto uh usagi's windowsill and says hey if you need me if you need to contact me use this and i love the idea that she just gave her a phone with one contact and it's luna parentheses cat (laughs) i okay so first of all so luna didn't do a cat backflip to give her her first magical item, but instead her first magical item is a flip phone. Ooh. There, there's a flip somewhere there. I, I mean. And, and if Luna had one, it could be a Motorola sidekick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I, okay. So when I saw that phone, I was like, I want that phone. The, the phone is good. <laughs> I want that phone. I had a pink phone that kind of looks like that in college too, and I was. And now that I'm looking at, I'm like, I should have kept it. It is elaborately decorated. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's some. It's a chunky. It's a chunky, almost decora phone, but without. But it's it just looks like that. I like that Luna leaves her a phone. <laughs> she just leaves her a phone. I want her to call Luna and for Luna to pull out like a tiny little cell phone. And hold it up to her ear. Like a tiny little flip phone. I bet the puppet's going to do that. There is one Saturday Night Live sketch that involves Will Ferrell as like an an employee at a clothing store uh, pulling out a phone, like a a flip phone roughly the size of a dime. (laughs) And it gets one of the biggest laughs I have ever heard. And it's amazing. A very tiny, anything that's tinier than it's supposed to be is always delightful. Anything that's much, much tinier or much, much larger. Yes. I I love, look, I love a miniature. I love miniatures. It's why, I think that's why I like Sailor Moon so much because everything is like collectible. But if it's even smaller than it needs to be, or that phone is kind of chunkier than it needs to be, that's enjoyable. I like that. It's a vibe. Uh, so the next day, uh, Naru's mom is a monster. <laughs> just so you know, uh, she is like one percent as scary as Naru's mom is in the manga and in uh, the anime. She just looks like herself, but she just has uh, the the goo like tube kind of emerging from her every now and then. Yeah, she, the vibe is wrong. Yeah, vibes are mostly off. vibes. Vi- vibes are off, and she won't tell naru what is in the bag usagi uh wakes up it's saturday which which is a school day right but she says she says uh no school but isn't okay am i just basing this on playing persona 5 (laughs) or or is it like a uh it's like a a half day right like it's a there's a six-day school week there Oh, I, I, I can't remember. I would have known, I would have known back, back during <laughs> a long time ago, but I think I thought she said something like, Oh, I don't have to get up for school today because she doesn't go to school. She just, they just have the fashion show. Yeah. She says, she says, uh, no school. And then ask her mom if they can go shopping, presumably to this debut of a line of jewelry. <laughs> which, yeah. Uh, Good luck with that one, uh, Usagi. <laughs> Naru runs into a uh, 
someone who's like a, a director at the show, the fashion show in this, this incredible featureless, but oddly laid out building that could be anything. This could be a college. This could be an office. This could be a mall. This it is like it was constructed to be shot from different angles on a tokusatsu show. Yeah, I I I had a hard time figuring out what that space was for her mom's jewelry shop. I was like, is this in a mall or is this like an entire building that she owns? I am wondering if we are going to get like in the way that the anime kind of had its stock environments for fighting, like it had the park and then the other side of the park where the lake was i wonder if we're gonna see the quarry that we all know from tokusatsu shows oh yeah oh Love for sure oh hell yeah oh well I, we i i know for a fact that i think i'm pretty sure we see the quarry judging from a very famous gif from the show Ooh, exciting yeah you say gif yeah is that wrong no Look, the guy who who created it says jiff but i still like but he's a nazi just kidding no no no, i'm just kidding (laughs) just kidding sorry like you said the internet's bad now you never know yeah that guy could Uh, be a total jerk off (laughs) jerk jerk off that's not where the letters go (laughs) i i was trying uh listen wait, i'm not gonna wait. get into this debate i'm just gonna say gurk off there, there you go. go i just said the same word there it was <laughs> I, i'm just it stands for graphical interchange format that's a hard g graphical oh, so, so it's look. gif yeah don't ca- don't care what the guy don't care what the guy says yeah sorry yeah that's just language yeah yeah baby that's just language. Maybe I just have to pronounce it G-I-F. Uh, you should just call it an animated internet picture. Or just call it a graphical interna- interchange format picture. <laughs> just de-abbreviate it. Oh, yeah, I'll do how, how like I refer to anime cons as Japanimation conferences. We do that on uh, War Rocket Ajax a lot, where we talk about home box office maximum. And, <laughs> uh, internet flickering pictures. <laughs> um, That's great. My my favorite was someone was like, oh, well, uh, Hulu doesn't have one. Like, Hulu does, isn't, like, short for anything. And I was like, yes, it is. I'd like to watch Sailor Moon on uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, my God. And no one no one liked that. <laughs> no one liked that at all. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Good. Thank you. So, yeah, weird building. I just want to point that out. This is, it's, it's like the building where you fight Kingpin in the opening of PS4 Spider-Man. Uh, so she runs into this dude and she tries to tell him something wrong, something is wrong, but then he just sparkles for a second and gets a beautiful head of, uh, (laughs) hustled blonde hair and a, uh, mariachi uniform. And it could be none other than one guy. (laughs) That's right. He's here to help you with your small business dreams. (laughs) It's Jedi. (laughs) finally he looks beautiful and i actually okay i should clarify i think he was the reason why i started looking up everyone's ages because i was like oh how old are all these people like compared to you know the character ages and then that's when i was like oh these are all like people who are my age are 
they were born around the same year that I was. So at the time I would have been friends with all of them. I would have gone to school with them (laughs) if I was in Japan in acting school with all of them. (laughs) He does this amazing move and we see it like first person from Naruto's POV where he just like boops the camera. (laughs) Like it's a sinister boop. And it knocks Naru out. Well, you gotta do sinister boot for that sinister Naru that you're not vibing with. That's true. He he's only he's matching energy. Yeah, he's not stealing energy. He's matching energy, and the energy <laughs> she is bringing is sinister. <laughs> you know, game recognizes game. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so she is knocked out. We find out that that Jedi needs to suck up all the energy that women get when they see I need you to suck up all the energy released when women lay their eyes on jewelry. Oh, not the best attitude to have yet. I mean, look, the one thing I will say is that if he had cast that spell on like eBay, just the whole site of eBay, I would be in trouble, buddy. (laughs) Because I'm always looking at vintage jewelry. What uh, was the uh, the last thing you bought on eBay? Oh, you, you're not gonna like it. It's like it's like a little Puro clown uh, musical box. Oh, like a like it's haunted. I mean, I haven't had proof that it's haunted yet, but I do have one that like it matches another one I found at an antiques market that may, I mean, like they haven't started playing. Oh, so you're reuniting what has been separated. Yeah. I'm trying to gain some peace here. Mm, yeah. Okay, I'm brokering sure. some peace here. <laughs> so, so, sounds to me like maybe you're uh, bringing some Dracula body parts back together, but you do you. I, I'm look, I'm just, just glad that, <laughs> I'm just glad that you're very supportive of of my of my jewels and gems. <laughs> oh, like look, I would never stop you. Someone's got to buy all that haunted stuff off eBay. I mean, yeah, like I I like to think of myself as like a home for 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 these creatures. This that is the most cartoon thing that you have said. Like that is your that is your animated series pitch. Is that, you with the bow and your house full of forgotten haunted items? Yeah, it's probably just going to be like me and like th- all the dolls, yeah. just all the dolls and and my little clowns. They're beautiful clowns, Chris. I it, just by what <laughs> definition? They they of beautiful. They are just, you operating on? Okay, so like in the eighties, this Japanese artist named uh, Mira Fujita. She drew like the series of like beautiful like eighties like puro clowns like when you think of like an eighties like soft airbrush like puro clown it's in that style usually by this artist and I was I saw these and I was like are these creepy or are they cool and like I decided it's both and I needed them and now they live in my house they're 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 very pretty they kind of look like they don't look anime-ish but they do look like japanese like modern like graphic type of art or like modern you know during the 80s they're beautiful clowns chris they look like sailor moon villains <laughs> please i'm curious now please send me pictures i will also I, we'll, we'll we'll put we'll put it in the note show notes <laughs> yeah here's here's a note to jake they're beautiful clowns chris Potential title. 
potential episode <laughs> title that one speaking of beautiful clowns uh <laughs> uh usagi is trying to sneak in to the jewelry show for reasons i am not clear on she's she's on the tower she's climbed up scaffolding uh by the way fashion corner great outfit love this outfit yeah i know it's so cute i i'm i'm really excited to see all of their like like what their character outfits are going to be like in the show she's got like a uh like a yellow like a kind of a varsity jacket sort of thing going on uh like a a, a pink top and some capris <laughs> that are cuffed up under the knee that are patterned on the inside and then uh stonewashed chucks with hot pink laces great she's Clutch. she's almost a jubilee she's that's you know what that's exactly what it is she's almost a jubilee yeah and we all love that look i know it's not a bojangles jacket but it looks like <laughs> it could be a bojangles jacket chris if they have a bojangles varsity jacket that's something is bojangles racist no not that i know of okay then if, as long as they don't like if they're not problematic then i would like a bojangles like varsity jacket if that existed maybe I they will have, keep an eye out. yeah well thank you if, if they at bojangles university opens their store they did when the uh like during the pandemic like when things started opening back up and you could like go through a drive-thru and uh, you know, people would be masked up and you you would, you know, try and they would hand you your food on a pole or whatever. Uh, they did have shirts that said, risk it for the biscuit. Oh, that's great. Did you get one? No, because they were like the uniform shirts of people who worked there. And oh, like, that's cool, I, though. I didn't want to be like, can I buy the shirt that they make you wear at your job? But I would like to buy that shirt that they made them wear at their job. That's that's a great shirt. I love that. Yeah. I bet I bet some of them are selling them on uh, on eBay, like selling their old shirts. Risk it for the biscuit. I miss Bojangles so much, Chris. Because you know what? I was. I was, in fact, risking it for the biscuit. Yeah, because the only reason why you know is that you did risk it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know why Usagi is trying to sneak in by climbing a tower. She says like Naru uh i in fact she says i don't know why but i guess she has like a premonition she has sailor danger sense now that's that's her first power yeah she senses that naru's in trouble and so i think she's like oh well naru naru was the one who got me in here but i probably won't be able to get here in here without her so i have to sneak in yeah i get and and she <laughs> decided to climb and and try to reach which by the way it looks like she was going to jump onto a very inaccessible point of the building also she falls from about 20 feet up and is fine well she landed on luna <laughs> luna caught her fall she landed on a uh a a puppet about the size of a football yeah <laughs> uh so luna's like this act of bravery has told me why you are a sailor senshi and uh luna now teleports in some uh henshin items uh she gets her locket my keychain and w what's this other thing the bracelet wait does she, she gets a bracelet 
Wait, she doesn't get the oh, bracelet. Oh, she doesn't get a bracelet. She gets She gets a um she gets something that is either I don't want to make this joke. I don't want to make the joke that I'm, that I'm trying to avoid making. <laughs> it's either either a very large lipstick or a or a oh yeah small fun item. A small fun stick. A small fun stick. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, it's I I am not sure what it is. But it is <laughs> these are definitely like available in stores now. You yeah. can head over to Target in 2003 in Tokyo. <laughs> Get it over to Tokyo Target and, and pick this one up. I mean, when you think about it though, like the Luna Pen was also pretty, like it was huge and like it also looks like a fun stick. It was not a practical pen, which is hilarious because we do see Ami using it as a pen Yeah, at one point in the show. Do you remember those pens that had like 30 different colors and they're like huge, they were like an inch thick if not bigger, and I, I would watch people try to write with those, and I was like, that's not efficient. Yeah, I have one that has three, and it's it's pretty sizable. Yeah, that's a that's a normal pen. that's a normal multicolored pen. Yeah. We find out that in lieu of the disguise pen that Luna gives uh Isagi in the anime, the phone that she gave her, the flip phone, <laughs> if you take a picture of someone with the camera, it Give, it disguises you as that person Which, so she like, takes a picture of one of the models yeah she's peeping through through a window and takes a picture of the models in their dressing room and then immediately transforms which by the way okay peeping tom shenanigans aside that's that's kind of my dream if i could take a photo of of, of someone like not someone's exact outfit but if i saw like someone wearing something that I want to wear. Oh my God. You just take a picture of them though. Like not to like, not for nothing. I feel like I would be kind of annoyed if I saw someone taking a photo of me and then they were in my outfit. <laughs> is this what, is this, is this NFTs? Yes. This is what NFTs are. <laughs> is this NFTs? <laughs> I think so. As, it's, by my understanding of NFTs, they might be. Okay. I think you take you take a JPEG, run it through a magic phone <laughs> that is somehow murdering the planet, and then uh, and then you have uh, you are disguised as a sucker who just wasted all their money. It's a scam, folks. It's a scam. Yeah, it's don't all do a it. Scam. Don't do it. You're buying nothing. <laughs> you're buying. You're buying the most cogent description I have heard of it. Is that it's like buy? It's like one of those things where you can like buy naming rights for a star. It's oh, like you get yeah. like a gift for a friend. It's like, hey, I got you a star over by Alpha Centauri. It's Betty now. It's the star Betty. And then, like, you just have a little piece of paper, and I guess technically, you have named that star, but it is nothing. It's literally it's, nothing. Yeah. So definitely pick up a uh, Bizcoin. Though, which is the new sailor business uh, cryptocurrency that we're about to launch. I kind of love that. It's just a little moon. It's a little moon coin. It's the, it's the weird moon thing that uh, Sailor V has in our opening. In oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's a biz coin. <laughs> yeah. So Usagi is now uh, in a, she has a very elaborate hairstyle. Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't say like, turn me into a wicked cool model which uh, I always want from the anime. 
and she's very excited, but she uh she cruises right past a security guard, which I think is very funny because she's <laughs> she definitely still looks like a teenager just with nice hair. I know. She's so she's just a little goofball still, and I'm like, that's a that's a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's also carrying a stuffed animal. <laughs> I I I kind of love that look of just like carrying the little Luna under her arm. So the fashion show happens, and lots of lots of people in the audience are seeing this jewelry, uh, and I I guess the women among them are just outputting way too much energy because that is what Jedi specifically wanted. There's plenty of dudes in the audience, but uh, uh, Mrs. Osaka, Mayumi Osaka, comes out, shoots purple gas out of her hands like she is the Joker. In Batman sixty six, <laughs> and uh, everybody passes out. You look, you've seen Sailor Moon. You know what happens. Everybody passes out. Yeah, except for one. That's right. It's Usagi who says, "I did not pass out because I am a soldier." <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Because I'm a," and then Luna's like, "A soldier." <laughs> I am La Soldier. <laughs> More of the uh, giant sticky hands come out. Usagi's understandable reaction. Ew, what is that? <laughs> Luna's answer, a monster. Thanks, Luna. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's, it's a big weird hand. It's like, <laughs> like, what do you think it is? It's bad. So, of course, Luna's like, Usagi, now. And we get, we get our first transformation sequence. And I gotta say, it's pretty great. I love it. So it starts off with her putting the lipstick on, right? Right. So so it's a lipstick. It's a big lipstick. Is yeah. What it is. She also does, she doesn't do like the, the hand thing, but she does some definite hand moves that she has, which I think are cool. She makes like shadow puppets. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I do really like how they do the transformation sequence because um, I like that it's activated by the lipstick too, because it makes sense of, you know, all of them yelling, you know, their respective Sailor Scout makeup, you know? It is like it is I mean it's basically what you would expect from a live action version of Sailor Moon's transformation sequence. Like I think especially in the early episodes they can't really get away from the fact that this was a wildly popular globally popular anime that ended like 5 years before. So uh it is definitely that sequence done in live action. This is where she gets her blonde hair uh in the form of a uh I mean, I mean, it's very realistic looking, uh, but she gets she gets Sailor Moon hair, and then as she is doing her final pose, the hair is CG for most of the transformation sequence, and then it is very clearly like some people holding her ponytails. Yeah, they're kind of like shaking the ponytails as if they're like you know, willing themselves up in the air. Yeah, I like I like how much the show relies on puppetry. In a way. It is it is a noble art. Uh but yeah, she is now Sailor Moon and uh she she looks like Sailor Moon. Well she looks like she's going to a Japanimation convention. Yeah, a Japanimation conference. Um yeah, a Japanimation conference. I yes. I mean uh, the thing I do like about this is that, you know, you know I'm like I I do hate when people ask like logistical questions of being like how does everyone like not obviously know that that's Sailor Moon because she's the only one with that hairstyle. This answers that like she only gets that hair when she henshins, which also another dream 
of mine where I'm like, oh, if I could henshin and change my hair color, that'd be great. And I think I'd want that more than I'd want uh, a phone that lets me take stalker pictures of people and then turn into them. I just like, I love the costume because it's got like a weird, like armor piece kind of like, I don't know what it is, but it's something so that it's not just like a, a like bodysuit that has the big bow and the, the amulet on it that looks like it's, it's almost like the um like it's almost a similar type of chunky vibe as the Green Ranger shield thingy. Yeah. You know? It looks like it looks like protective gear for a sport that I am completely unfamiliar with. Well, it's what <laughs> like, it it's like being a sailor scout. Yeah. Yeah, well uh, so it's funny because I remember like wondering how a Sailor Moon like a feasible Sailor Moon cosplay would look. And I think that PGSM is like the first time I've seen like a professional quote, like professional level costume of how they would look in real life. And it's actually interesting seeing how, I don't know if this influenced it or if people just came up with this on their own, but many of the like Sailor Moon costumes, they have like these roles, you know, like these like, the shoulder pad things and the the roll at the hips you know or the waistband you know Mm -hmm. like that seems like a part of like people accept that that's part of the costume depending on how you're constructing it and it's yeah it's like instead of being like oh there's just like they're like lighter sleeves but instead they make them like puffy which i kind of like i kind of like they're puffy they're like like almost like space armor yeah it definitely has like a a weirdly futuristic, like, or, or at least weirdly, like, like sci-fi. Jetson, like Jetsons, like, yeah. like, uh, shoulder pads, you know? I have seen more convincing Sailor Moon costumes at, uh, conventions. However, I have never seen anybody at a convention have to do, like, a full action scene in a Sailor Moon costume. So, d- advantage, uh, pretty guardian, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need all the Sailor Moon cosplayers who are, like, s tier we're gonna need them to like practice uh, a tokusatsu fight scene in their outfits and then then we'll we'll give them the final grade interestingly the fight scene itself is kind of fun because usagi's fight usagi gets a fighting style in this which she does not really have in the anime but because this is live action and you get like a full tokusatsu fight she does and it's like it's ballet and or ice skating. Like yeah, she skating. she does a lot of twirls, which is fun because her hair and her costume lends itself to looking cool that way. Yeah, she does uh she does a lot of twirls. She does the big uh like jump where you have the legs forward and backwards. It's the same one leg forward, one leg straight backwards, those big split jumps. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Look, you don't look I don't I don't know either, but I uh, knew what you're talking about. And I'm sure yeah. look, we're we're not ball- we're not balletologists. That's true. I am not. I'm not so, I'm not some kind of Catherine Demidici <laughs> over here. <laughs> I mean, what okay, so what I like about Sailor Moon's uh fight style is that um it's especially effective against a monster that is your friend's mother in a watery tube that also looks like an inflatable waving tube man. 
Uh-huh. Like, it's just a bunch of, like, she's just a long tube now with just these hands waving back and forth. And that's all that she, uh, that monster is. Yeah. Yeah. When she, she then uh, gets out the moonstick, uh, which appears and is such a toy. I love it. I love that the moon is like a faceted crystal itself. Yeah. And she does, uh, she does moon healing escalation. And when she does it, she does the uh, the ice skating move, the figure skating move, where you put your uh, foot up behind your head and grab onto your ankle and spin. It could not be more someone else's foot in the close up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that she should have been able to do it. I'm saying it's. It is very unconvincing. <laughs> Look, she's just a little, she's just a 14-year-old girl. She can't possibly do it all. I mean, yeah, look, that's fine. Just just maybe, like, they, the actual spinning, like, they pull back, and it's very heavily obscured uh, computer animation. But, wow. It is, <laughs> it is the, the effects, even for 2003 leave a little to be desired i will say yeah i mean okay so i remember when when that move happened and i was like oh i want like my first thought was oh if that is her doing that i wonder if i could do that <laughs> and then and then i immediately thought about it and then i was like i can't do that <laughs> i would i would say start with the naruto run okay and yeah maybe work your way up yeah, I, I'll have to make a regimen inspired by my Sailor Moon Tokusatsu. Jedi, in a move that I genuinely love, uh, after Sailor Moon does Moon Healing Escalation, she's like, yeah, I did it. Awesome. Luna's like, great job. And Jedi's like, hey, fuck this, actually, and tries to murder her with a knife. Uh, or at least a sharp piece of it's, crystal, which we know are, is what people get murdered with. Yeah, he just throws crystal shards at her, which is show accurate like you, yeah. you, i feel like they're always throwing shards <laughs> i don't recall jedi immediately try being like i'm going to stab this person to death nah. real quick <laughs> uh but fortunately at the last moment <laughs> no rose no rose he tackles uh sailorman tuxedo mask is here wearing a cape that has very clearly just been removed from the packaging that it came in because it is still <laughs> It still has the creases. They didn't have time to steam it. They did not have time to steam this Halloween store ass cape. <laughs> was it Toei? Toei was like, okay, we only have this space for an hour before we have to film uh Common Rider in here. The, he is he is in a he is fully Dracula. Oh yeah. He's got he's got his little penmanship medal, as Matt Fraction once called it. He's got his top hat, he's got his cane. A mask. He, he, of course, he has his mask. He, he is tuxedo common after all. Uh, and he says, and this, this shit is smooth. I don't know. It worked on me. You, you will have to let me know what you think. He, uh, he tells Usagi, I wasn't able to find what I was looking for, but I got to see something interesting. And that's good. That's good. Do not try it yourself, because first of all, most people do not appreciate being called interesting. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like coming out of the pandemic and going and just like you know meeting new people, and then someone tells you that, and you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> coming out of the pandemic, meeting someone who is wearing a full tuxedo and top hat, and they tell you, 
you're very interesting looking. Yeah, and you're like, excuse me. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, so she asks who he is. He says Tuxedo Mask, and she says, that's a funny name. Which is true. Yeah. No, Not funnier than Sailor Moon, to be fair. <laughs> but he is very he is very cool. Everybody wakes back up. Naru wakes back up. No memory of uh, being uh, sinisterly booped into unconsciousness. And then, oh, here, here's the star of the show. We get crystals, and we get orbs, and we get an incredible Manny. Yes. The queen bee herself. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, please stand up for your national anthem. <laughs> here's Queen Beryl. Uh, he, here is here is Tarot, which is the Black Rose Queen Beryl. She looks so cool. She's fantastic. I love her. So, like Chris, I don't like. I don't go to cons. I mean, I don't go to cons anymore because you know all this. I will go to cons eventually, but for a while now, I've stopped like pursuing cosplaying as a hobby because it just took up too much of my time but when i saw this look i immediately was like i gotta look up some queen barrel cosplay just to see what else is out there and now i'm like do i want to be queen barrel i kind of want to be queen barrel i mean it's pretty great i love the look yeah she and also like total babe just queen barrel the way that they translated her look for the show and like her, her orb pondering <laughs> cave, it's spot on. It looks great. Yeah. The hair it's, is great. The, the shoulder like armor jewelry looks fucking cool as shit. Between like the musical and like the, the live show that uh, I saw in Washington when it, it toured, and this, like, I feel like Queen Barrel translates to live action better than anybody else on the show. It's because she's just straight up a tokusatsu villain. Like, she fits both as a tokusatsu villain and an anime villain. This, by the way, is uh, Aya Sugimoto playing uh, Queen Barrel, who uh, was a uh, pop singer in the uh, 80s and 90s. And then in 2003... Uh, this is according to uh, the Wiki Encyclopedia. The, I guess it's the Wiki Wiki Encyclopedia. Uh, she had a high-profile divorce from her husband for eleven years because there was she wasn't having enough sex in the marriage. Oh my gosh! Now and, that now that's some hot girl shit. <laughs> yeah, it it really is. And she said, "I don't think it was a big deal. I thought it was a better reason uh, for wanting out than a lot of other mud dragging." divorces it's just you know like, <laughs> you just wasn't getting what you wanted well we can only hope that she gets what she wants as queen barrel this time around yeah C queen babrel <laughs> that was that was a that was a good effort i will i will happily gather some energy for this lady i will i will sell chanelas i will Put a robot into Tokyo Disney. I will do whatever it takes. <laughs> My liege. Love her. I know. We're just going to pledge our allegiance to her only. Look, yeah. we love, we love, we love the, we love sweet baby Usagi and we love Queen Beryl. Listen, I'm not a fan of her. I'm going to kill Usagi policies. <laughs> but I 
am a fan of her being Queen Barrel policies. Yeah. Uh, she looks so cool. I can't I can't wait to see what she does. <laughs> what if what if instead of cosplaying this, you just got that crown and just casually wore it? Oh, like that's like my new my the thing I, I enter into my wardrobe. Yeah. Just like you as get, a regular thing. You get the crown and the epaulettes and then those are like your statement pieces. They I go d- with any outfit. Yeah, I mean, look, I do want to get like some kind of shoulder armor to like add on top of. I feel like when I'm missing in my wardrobe, like I've tried to declutter and try to keep only things that work well with each other. I feel like I need some armor or some like space armor. And I have considered a crown just like as a casual thing before, but that's specifically because of like Jughead, like pre Riverdale. Like I just want like a crown, but. Maybe I need to lean into like Negaverse royalty. I think Negaverse core is the next hot aesthetic. Yeah, like it'll it'll, it'll replace dark ac- academia and like right. cottage core. We're all gonna be like if you're if you're casual, you're dressed like one of the four uh, she's now. <laughs> uh, just so you know, a simple military uniform with white opera gloves. I mean. I'm I'm into it. Like yeah, it, I, I like the idea of people kind of leaning into henchmen, like but like negaverse henchmen aesthetic, and then okay. So uh, going back to my jewelry searches, like on eBay, a lot of my jewels I realized feel like something that like a tokusatsu villain would wear. Like that. Like that's the that's the goal here. <laughs> like with my jewelry it's often oh, or it's like a magical girl item but oftentimes it's like one or the other it's always like a wicked amulet that's all i want well uh that brings us to the end of this episode as usagi uh looks out like a silent guardian a watchful protector a dark night over a very brightly lit tokyo <laughs> uh and a, a little puppet is there as well uh, next episode, Ami Mizuno, uh, who who legitimately had had like her transformation is a she's all that. It's going to be great. Yeah, she's gonna take off her glasses, and then she's all that. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good stuff. I cannot wait to uh, see Ami uh, make it to the show. Uh, but yeah, I guess before we get out of here, we should talk about uh, the lesson that we learned in this episode. It's time for Sailor Business says Betty. Did you learn any lessons from this episode? I learned that, I mean, this is kind of the eternal struggle of every Sailor Moon across the board, but especially in this show, I learned that you shouldn't be late for school. Or maybe you should be late because then you'll get your magical item, meet a cat and all that. Be late if you want. <laughs> <laughs> time, time is what you make of it. <laughs> Say la vie. Say la vie. Say la vie. Say Yeah, just be prepared to have your face smooshed. I mean, I wouldn't mind if Miss Haruna wanted to smoosh my face. I mean, look, so, some people are Miss Harunas, some people are Queen Barrels. All of these, all the women in the show so far are allowed to squish my face. All right, so we'll we'll keep a running tally of, of who is who is squishable. <laughs> As we, move we might get in uh, trouble. 
I learned that if uh, you find a creepy doll somewhere and you like leave it behind and you continue on your day and then it shows up later uh, in your home and you do not remember bringing it home, but it's there, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's not a problem. Don't worry about it. In fact, it's probably like honestly for the best. Yeah. You might get a flip phone yeah, or just, <laughs> haunted. It, just go to sleep. Leave your soft vulnerable throat exposed and you know like it'll all work out no, whatever happened with a mysterious doll showing up that was bad nothing ever uh that's it everybody uh we hope you enjoyed the first episode this one ran long but obviously a lot to talk about here in the setup for the rest of the series uh we're gonna go ahead and get out of here uh betty thank you so much for joining me on this journey i'm so excited to uh continue watching this show and talking to you about it I am so happy to be here with you, Chris, and I'm glad that we're doing this. Like, this is going to be great, and I'm really excited to see more of all these. I can't wait to meet all our girls in a different form. It really does feel like we're jumping into, like, a different universe completely. And I love I love Sailor Moon so much, Chris, and I know how much you love it, too. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I feel the exact same way. It's, it's, it's really seeing our old friends for the first time. Yeah, and in a way, doesn't it feel like um, it, this is just a different iteration of like the reincarnation of of Sailor Moon? But just I think that's an excellent way to look at it. Yeah, like it feels like we're just seeing another reincarnation of them, but in this form, and that's kind of nice. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, where can everybody find you online? Should you wish to be found? If you wish to find me, you can reach me at Betty Felon, and I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, all that. Um, how about, how about you, Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me, uh, by going to my website, which is T H E dash I S B.com. That has links to everything. Uh, you can find the show on, uh, the bad website, Twitter at sailor business. I, I Jordan used to check the Twitter account, but I guess that's my job now. So maybe I can help. I can help check the Twitter account. Maybe hit me up directly. Or 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 prepare for a wait, but I guess we, I guess I one, one of us needs to do that. Uh, but yeah, we're on there. We also have an email address that I don't think I've checked in like six months. Sorry, I should probably do that by the time this episode comes out. Listen, we we all got problems these days. But yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, feel free to to leave it a rating or a review. Uh, we did not really get into it because the show already ran long, but we are Patreon supported at patreon.com slash sailor business. That does help us keep the show going. If you have enjoyed it, then you feel compelled. If you have enjoyed <laughs> it and you feel compelled uh, to donate, uh, you can do so there for as little as a dollar a month. We've got a bunch of bonus audio. If you're at the $5 level, uh, mostly me and Allison stock, the uh, co-host of our other, uh, our sister podcast, uh, Xena warrior business, uh, just, talking to each other and having a good time it's it's just like having a cool fun uh parasocial hang with your with your friends probably going to get a lot of fun outtakes out of sailor biz going forward too oh yeah we always talk about a lot of other fun stuff we're just gabbing right just gabbing yeah just having fun (laughs) uh the show's edited by jake mason uh you can find him at jj underscore mason he's got a bunch of podcasts great guy uh thank you jake uh, sorry, this episode is currently two hours, eight minutes. Yeah, but, I'm sorry, uh, Jake. <laughs> we believe in you. You, you had a long summer. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're all rested up. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it. Thank you for listening to uh, Sailor Business. Look, you listen to podcasts, rating, review, whatever. 
you, you know how to help out. We will be back next time for the second episode of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, uh, Act Two. Ami became a friend. Cannot wait to see it. Uh, until next time, everybody. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. It hasn't started yet. It hasn't started recording yet. It, you hit now. You hit record, and it counts in. Ah, oh, of course. Congratulations! Your first outtake. <laughs>